You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host, and today I am joined by Pastor Matt and Shauna. Uh, David is absent today. He is, where is he again? David is, uh, this is one of his holdover responsibilities prior to the merger. Uh, he does some work with a kids camp for the Free Methodist Church, and so he is actually um, doing Shauna's job at the Free Methodist <laughs> Church. He's, he's working with elementary-aged kids, teaching them, um, leading them in worship every nice. day this week, and then uh, his, his family is there too. His, his wife, Amy, is, is in charge of the kitchen. Okay. And uh, and the girls are there helping out, and so they're having a, a lot of fun. He uh, had some pictures on Facebook. He's actually got good good for our um, children's programming mm-hmm. here because he's got the girls helping lead worship uh-huh. uh, with the kids at camp because <laughs> they know the motions, they know the songs, and they're all in. And so uh, it's good. He's so he's not here, but he's working hard this week uh, teaching the gospel. Good deal. Uh, so how are you guys doing today? Good. I'm doing well, and I want to say, you guys, the podcast you guys did on worship while I was on vacation, um, you know, that I was able Mm -hmm. to listen to, um, excellent. It was, that was just really good stuff and really encouraging, and I just, I appreciated being able to sit as an, as an, just kind of a listener to that, um, Mm -hmm. and just be uh, kind of blessed by, by the information shared, so good job with that. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed that one. Um, so today we are talking about our big, exciting move to two services, which if you haven't seen or heard us talking about it, that begins uh, Sunday, August 25th. Uh, we will have a service at 8.30 and a service at 10.15. Um, so Matt, why don't you talk to us a little bit about um, the decision-making process from a leadership standpoint? Yeah, I think so. The move to two service has actually been multiple years in the making. Um, I don't know, Shauna, you probably won't remember this because I don't think you were coming to Blessed Hope at the time. Malia, you might. I remember there was an April or a May in 2016 when I think the elders had a meeting with the congregation. It was the same meeting we said we were going to start looking to hire um, somebody to direct our children's programming for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we also, at that point in time, there were 200 chairs in the sanctuary, and we were regularly running at about 140-ish adults in the sanctuary. So sure. we were at that 70 to 75% full mm-hmm. um, on average, and we said, okay, you know, something's going to have to give here. We're going to have to figure out how we want to move forward with, with uh, the sanctuary because we're out of room. Um, and one of the ideas on the table at that time that the elders were excited about, but we, we, we hadn't done enough of the legwork, was, hey, let's add a second service. Um, but because it takes a lot of time to put that together, we hadn't done the legwork. The decision was made instead, hey, let's buy 50 more chairs. Let's cram them in here. Um, and then as a, as a part of that, too, now the kids have started worshiping um, downstairs in an unrelated decision. So we've been able to buy some time um, mm-hmm. to do it this way. But we've known for a while that this was coming, that, yep. that this moment yep. where we would be blessed to go to two services was coming. And it really kind of came to fruition for the elders um, through some prayer and discussion around um, the potential addition to the building. 
you know, there was an addition for a million dollars that was our kid space. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there was a potential addition for $2 million that was kid space and sanctuary space. That sanctuary space would have been really nice. Mm-hmm. And it would have added 100 seats. And so we really started having some serious dialogue about um, what what it would mean for a million dollars to add 100 seats right especially when we follow the 80 percent rule that when a when a room is 80 percent full it's full Mm -hmm. um and really when it's 70 percent full it starts to feel full 80 percent is is really all you can Mm -hmm. expect so we we really started to think that we were going to spend a million dollars so that we could put 70 more people in a room it it just didn't seem to make sense and so we were able to go back to our conversation about you know what there are 5,000 people living in Vinton, mm-hmm. and there are so many more in the surrounding communities, and not very many of them are attending church. Not very many of them know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Not many of them have, um, have a relationship with the God of the universe and, and are on mission and part of the kingdom, and it just didn't seem right to spend that money so that we could accommodate 80 of the thousands. Right. Right. And so two services seemed like a no-brainer. And so at that point in time, we launched the two-service research team uh, to really dig into the hard work of how do we make it work well. We didn't, we didn't want to fall into the trap of, of launching two services and then real quick having to pull back to one, mm-hmm. having it fail, um, as it's done in some other churches. So we wanted to be really intentional. So we put a team of people together that worked really hard to, to track all that and, and give us their best synthesis of information. And that's how we're here. Um, mm-hmm. And the great thing yeah. about multiple services, it's sustainable. Right. So when the church, if the church, and we do believe that it, as we continue to be faithful to God's word and we continue to be actively involved in the community, we believe that the church will continue to grow. And when we outgrow two services, guess what? We add a third. The building size never has to change. Yep. We add yeah. a third service, and that's a sustainable mm-hmm. model for growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Shauna... Yeah. Since you're kind of the, the newbie staff person yeah. here, but as someone who's been coming here for a couple of years, sure. uh, why are you excited about us moving to two services when I know it's probably making your, your new job <laughs> a little bit of a headache at times? A little trial by fire. Um, <laughs> well, in looking at our bullet points here, one of the questions is what, what are we nervous about? And I will say as someone who came in, and was looking just to fill my eight volunteer slots. Um, I was a little nervous of that anyways. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, and by the way, you have to fill 16 slots um, <laughs> in a Sunday now. Um, and so, I mean, th- there was a little nerves there. Um, but then to go back to the original co- question about, like, why, you're, why I'm excited, um, our volunteers have stepped up so amazingly, and um, that is exciting. It's exciting mm-hmm. to see people plug in um, that maybe weren't plugged in before. Um, I think... The, I think some of the pushback we had on volunteering downstairs was that you missed the worship service. So sure. when you yep. were, I mean, you know, especially if you have small kids, it's it's hard to get them up and dressed, mm-hmm. and and then you know you come to church and you're refilled, and but to get the kids up and dressed and then go downstairs and volunteer with other sure. people's kids, yeah. um, I can understand where there's there's mm-hmm. a little hesitancy on mm-hmm. that, and so. Now with the two services, um, it's a volunteer one service, and then you get to worship the second service. And so that's a really, even as, you know, in the position where I'm downstairs, like I now will be able to worship every single Sunday too, which, uh, you know, so is, nice. um, yeah. yeah, I mean, and there's been a little bit of a, a learning curve as I've taken on, 
you know, in the staff position where I'm not up here every single Sunday. So that's exciting for me. And it's exciting for our volunteers just to be able to, um, you know, to be able to have both. And, and just the fact that um, as a community, it's, it's great to offer two services and just we open up that many more people who are willing to be able to come. I mean, some people don't love early mornings. Some people don't love the afternoon so, or the later mornings. And so this just, it just gives options, which is nice. Uh, Matt, what about you? Well, I, I think I'm just excited in general because, um, well, I mean, there, there's a lot of ways, but but I, I think, first of all, the fact that God has blessed us to the point mm-hmm. where we have added as many chairs is as humanly possible <laughs> into this room. In fact, I think... Just a fire code, right? Um, uh, sure. Yes. Yep, yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We, we have not. This is a recorded line. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So we have not in any way, shape or form exceeded our, our fire capacity, but um, <laughs> we certainly have um, bumped up against it um, a time or two. And um, <laughs> I, I think so the, the ability to say, you know what, God has blessed us because, and, and mm-hmm. it's not numbers. I think so many people get confused about this. They yeah. assume that when we're adding another service or that when we're talking about why we're so excited, the assumption is, oh, well, you just want to have a bigger church. Okay, well, let's be clear. Yes, I do. I want to be a part of a bigger church. I want to be in leadership of a church that's growing, but not because that is extra feathers in my cap, not because it somehow makes me um, better than or puffs me up, but simply this truth that I know what we preach. I know what we're saying to people. We are not sugarcoating the gospel. We are not watering down the gospel. We are not telling people that their lives are great the way they are and they should stay the same. We are giving people unadulterated, unfiltered truth. Mm -hmm. Um, They get it. And yet we're still seeing more and more people show up to the church to hear the gospel, many to respond to the gospel for the first time. Mm -hmm. And of course that excites us. Of Mm -hmm. course we want that. So I'm excited that we get to add another service, which gives us so much more space for us to invite even more people to come and hear the gospel. Listen, we say it all the time, right? But people we know and love and people we care about, they're our neighbors, our coworkers, our family and friends. Without the gospel, they're going to hell. Hell is real and and it is terrible. And we need to do our part to share truth with them. And this allows us to do that with more and more people. And so I am so excited about that. And there's all kinds of, I'm excited Mm -hmm. that people are finding space to step into and serve. Mm -hmm. I'm excited, you know, for a lot of reasons, but most importantly, it's because hell is real Mm -hmm. and and we just want to see people saved. Yeah. Yeah. I really loved uh, Bethany's uh, testimony, that her, her video testimony on Sunday. So if you have not had a chance to, to see that, I'm going to try to get that uploaded somewhere today, probably to Facebook first. Um, but just with her saying how a lot of times if she's up uh, with the worship team when, and she sees visitors come in and, you know, as, as someone that is here like greeting and helping people try to find a seat, yeah, it's a struggle some mornings when we're really full and trying to find them a place that's not in the very front. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, let's be honest, I don't even want to sit in the front. and I right. <laughs> So I guarantee a visitor isn't going to want to either. Um, but I'm just excited for that, that extra space and um, just the opportunities that I think we will have. Well, I mean, I think yeah. that's fair. If you if you think uh, about it logically, and I know, like, oh, no, we don't want to be logical. We do. We want to be logical. Um, and 
we on Sunday, I was just filling in our attendance. You know, we had um, 175 people in the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. So there's kids downstairs and servers and, and workers downstairs and all that. But in this sanctuary, there were 175 people. This is our low summer months. In the summer, we dip. But even at 175 people, uh, when you think about that, that's about 70 to 75% full. Mm -hmm. um, it's already at that level starting to feel like, and that's when we're down. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and on top of that, the seats that are always available, the seats that are always open, not only are the front ones that you're talking about, <laughs> but they're these, these really <laughs> wonky ones on the yeah. side where we've crammed chairs in that yeah. you can't really see, you can't really engage with what's happening and, and they're just not great for worship. Right. Um, and, and so it's just going to be better yeah. uh, when we have the ability. And not to mention, if you come in and it's one or two of you, but we've had we've had the scenario a couple of times where we've had families visiting or mm -hmm. showing up, and there's there's you know mom, dad, and uh, maybe another adult and three or four kids, and mm -hmm. um, you know where are we gonna? There's no yeah. place to sit yeah. together, yeah. so and we're, we're either, getting folding chairs. We're, out. Yeah, we're either yeah. asking people to move yeah. or we're getting out folding chairs and not exceeding fire code. <laughs> um, but but putting them in places where they don't fit, and so this is right. this is just one of the things that makes it more likely that our visitors will be able to fully engage with the worship, fully and and, and our members too, but fully engage mm -hmm. with worship, fully engage with the teaching, fully engage in glorifying God, and, mm -hmm. and really plug in uh, to regular consistent growth. This just makes sense. Mm -hmm. So let's um, and you, you've kind of already touched on this a little bit, but let's talk about what's at stake. So if we kept doing things the way we were doing them and we didn't add a second service, like, what's, that, what's really at stake here? I mean, I, I think it's the effectiveness of the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of that depends on what we think church is for. Right. Uh, for, for this is a check your heart yeah. moment. This is a check your heart moment. You're absolutely right. I'm glad you fit that in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for those of you that don't know, that's that's a go to for Malia. Um, check your heart. Gonna go, um, but she which got is, it. Which is code. I love for, John Chris. Which is, which is code for Matt. You know, you're not being very pastoral. Um, <laughs> but but I, I think it is a check your heart moment because if if we think that church is for us, then this will seem silly. Mm -hmm. Because we are already here, right? Mm -hmm. We're already here. It's already the way we like. We're already doing what we want. We're already getting our yeah. experience. I mean, it's the same with our folks that have their seats, right? You know, um, <laughs> they, they know where they're, I mean, they, they have their Sunday morning mapped out before they walk through the door. Yeah. It's their thing. They talk yeah. to the people they want to talk to. They sit where they want to sit and, and, and they experience what they want to experience and then they're good. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And if that's our attitude, then it would seem silly for us to do something like this. But if we understand that, no, that's not what the church is for. The church is to worship God, be equipped so that we can go out and do ministry. And it's mm -hmm. to bring people here and, and, and that we exist to make room in the kingdom for more and more and more people. Right, yeah. Then if we have that attitude, then we understand that what's at stake is our effectiveness as a church. Right. And, and otherwise, what are we and, and listen, doing this isn't, here? This, isn't, this isn't me saying anything bad about churches that are smaller. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not me saying anything bad about churches um, that struggle to grow. Mm -hmm. Because there are very good, effective churches at preaching the gospel and being relevant to the community that are smaller churches. Great. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what God has for them. That's great. Mm -hmm. Or, or that, are, that, that struggle to, you know, um, to grow. I, I, don't, I don't know what the scenarios are, but 
but we're not saying they're bad churches. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a church that loses its effectiveness, though, is a church that says, you know what? I no longer need to worry about engaging the community mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it the way it is right, right here. And if the community doesn't like it, that's on them. Right. They'll figure it out. Like, there's no space here for that. Right. So it's not size. It's, it's our willingness to draw people to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I totally get that because, and I think maybe we've kind of, because of where we began with this being a very family-focused church and just very, um, like, we just all knew each other. Uh, that, so I think that's been hard. The growing pains have been hard for people, and, and I totally understand that. But, you know, at the same time, churches, we are supposed to be out Mm-hmm. in the community and out bringing people in and, and teaching them all about Jesus. And um, and I know we've talked about this before, and it's like if we get into that mentality with, um, you know, I want church to stay the same. I want to still have the same people here. I mean, really, essentially, we're saying, you know, look around. Which one of these people do you not want to be here to know Jesus? And I mean, it kind of hurts to hear that, yeah. but that's really what we're saying when we say we don't want to grow. Yeah, and, and again, I, I want to, I, I can't overstate this because I don't want to be offensive in any way to churches of different sizes or anything like that. Revolution is a perfect example of a church. That they, mm-hmm. they weren't out growing their sanctuary. They, they weren't, um, you know, David and I talked about this, uh, you know, a, a lot, and he would agree with this if they were here. They were trying to reach the community. They were, they were being effective in their ministry. Um, God didn't have them growing um, at, a, at a great clip in that moment, and, and, mm-hmm. and that doesn't stop that. I mean, they, they were still doing everything that God put in front of them. They were, they were still being an effective church in their worship. They were still on it. They were on yep. mission effectively. Yep. And so we're not suggesting that, that you have to be growing to multiple no. services to be I effective. I think it's the attitude, though. That's they exactly right. They were wanting right. to grow. Yeah, well, right. they, well Where grow, I think grow or not, they were, wanting, they were wanting to bring people to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what is effective. And, right. and, and on top of that— It's when we cross our arms and we don't want things to, you know— right. right, and on top of that, they were willing to do uncomfortable things to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, they wanted to bring people mm-hmm. the gospel, and they were willing mm-hmm. to engage the community to make it happen. Yep. Listen, those are the things that make you effective in evangelism. Um, and then God takes care of the results. And so, again, I, I just I can't stress enough that, that what we're talking about here isn't necessarily effective or not in terms of how many people come, but it's, it's attitude. Sure. Check your heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shauna, what do you have to add to that? Um, okay. I feel like I say this every, every podcast, but I think when we are kingdom-focused, none of our personal preferences matter as much. Um, it doesn't, you know, the two services or the merger— like we look at those as if we're growing God's kingdom. We're not just, it's not just about us. And so I look at, you know, I came here about three years ago and I'm sure that, you know, as new, when new people walk in, there's probably people who, who do think, oh, the sanctuary is going to be fuller now or, or whatever. And then I just think that um, it's just the gifts that God has given me to use in this church I, we wouldn't have that had I have not come here. Right. And so when I see new people come in the doors, I'm excited because I think like, oh, how is God going to use them for his kingdom? And how yeah, is he going to use yeah. them in this I church? Like and when we don't have the room for them, mm-hmm. they may not stay. Mm-hmm. And so like that's just something that I feel is super exciting with the two services yeah. because it just enables 
room for growth and it enables yeah. um, God to be able to use people to meet his needs in in different ways that if they weren't here that you know our church might not right not be as well and it kind of you know? connects back to what Bethany said in her video about uh, creating space for people to step up and volunteer yeah. where you know when there's one service it's so easy to just be like oh it's covered that so-and-so mm -hmm. takes care of that and this person takes care of that where now we you know we need all hands on deck which yeah. really we need all hands on deck regardless mm -hmm. but that's right. a whole nother podcast well, it's perception mm -hmm. though it's perception. <laughs> but but I, I think you're right it, it's the idea that look you know what if, if it's true and it is it's in the bible right that mm -hmm. god is uniquely gifted individuals yep. i mean yep. we're all made in his image he's given us strengths talents desires passions um that that are um then when we are a part of a church body are, are designed to be edifying to the church body mm -hmm. then we're we're helping people step into that space and we're helping people grow and we're helping people yeah. um be who god's called them to mm -hmm. be and that matters and you know the other thing about that is you know i i because i've had this conversation with people outside the church is like well why do you need to have a second service you know um people should be going to all you know i mean if every church you know was full then you know you wouldn't need to so you know, keep yours capped and let them go somewhere else. And, 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 and I, I get that. I do. I, I understand that, that before, to a degree. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an argument I had the other day. Huh. Um, it's an argument. It was a conversation like a I had the other day. Kinda. Yeah. Kind of like a, you're, you're, you're taking more than your fair share. Huh. Um, you know, but huh. that's just, it's such a wrong attitude. Yeah. And, and here's the deal, you know, uh, David and Vince and I once did the math, mm -hmm. you know, when we talk about people in yeah. Benton County, in Vinton and the surrounding communities, that if if 100% of the people in Vinton, even just in Vinton, mm -hmm. were attending a church in Vinton, then each of those churches would be running at about 400 people, mm -hmm. um, you know, as, as actively yeah. involved members, 400 people. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Like, that's not happening, right? right? So uh, when we talk about, like, like more than our fair share, it's like, look, we're, we're just going to keep engaging, and we yeah. would encourage other mm -hmm. churches that yeah. preach the gospel to do the same thing. Yeah, not and a we competition. Would, and we'll support right. them in that. But, but, yeah, the goal is is not to grow the largest church in town. The goal is to make sure that Vinton and Benton County um, are, are, are just being transformed with the gospel and that, um, as many people as we can that live here are intimately connected to a church and are growing and are plugged in and all we can do is our part. And, and that's, it's just too big of a deal to, to mm -hmm. just let it slide. Yeah. So I think you kind of basically just summed up, you know, why it matters and, how it connects to our to our church DNA. I mean, we can't be bringing a hurting world the hope of Jesus if we close our doors and don't let any more people come in. Yeah, it wouldn't work, <laughs> would it? Right? We can't really right. be bringing a hurting world the hope of Jesus if we're like, hey, we're we're full. Um, yeah. you, you're out of luck. The hope of Jesus exists, just not here for you. Um, <laughs> like that that would not be overly effective. Um, That's awesome. But it fits with it fits with with all of our DNA too. This is a core value thing for us. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, this is, you know, in this we are running to keep up with Jesus. You know, we are just moving forward at the pace that he sets. Right. We are we, we know that that uh, we're on a rescue mission. We know that mm -hmm. we're conduits of the gospel. It flows through us. We're not just hoarding it for ourselves, but we're letting it right. flow. We're getting out of his way. We're we're doing these things that he puts in front of us. And and, and that's all we can do. Um, whether it's this or whatever the next strategic things are, sure. whatever they are, the, the promise from leadership is that they're not willy nilly. 
is that in all of them, what we're doing is we're, we're running to keep up with Jesus and we're not getting in his way and we're going where he leads us. And if we do that, then, then we feel like we will be able to, we will be able to, um, you know, stand proudly, um, at that judgment and, and, and we'll hear well done, good and faithful servants. And, and that'll happen. And so mm-hmm. that's all we want to do is run to keep up. Yep. Uh, Shauna kind of shared earlier with us a couple things. She was nervous about as far as like volunteer type things and from the aspect and that, you know, I would say I'd probably share that a little bit just because yeah. that's the nature of my personality. But um, I think for me too is just the sheer responsibility that we have as, uh, you know, staff and leaders mm-hmm. in the church and just thinking about like the more people that uh, God places under our care here. That, you know, that's a big mm-hmm. responsibility and making sure that we are stewarding our resources well and, and um, shepherding the people who call Blessed Hope home well. Yeah. What about for you, Matt? Um, you know, I think things that I'm nervous about, I mean, I'm always nervous. Like, like that's, <laughs> that's why you don't sleep a lot. It's right? a personality quirk for me. So, I mean, that's an that's an unfair question. Um, I mean, I think, um, but but I I'm, I'm nervous about like you know, well, are we going to pull it off well? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, God has done His part, right? But and, and we'll ask God to to you know to take our best efforts and make them something awesome, mm-hmm. but it needs to be our best efforts. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of moving parts to getting geared up for this and ready. So I'm nervous yeah. about all the parts falling into place. Um, now I think we all know that my nervousness about that doesn't amount to anything other than micromanaging. And so I've tried to step back and, and not, not be that person. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm nervous that we'll do our part. Right. I know God will take care of his end, but but God, yeah. God isn't going to step in and smooth over our lackluster effort. Right. Right. He doesn't right. promise to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so we need to do our absolute best. Um, will it be perfect? Absolutely not. Um, but will it be the best that we can do? It needs to be. And so mm-hmm. uh, that and, and can I can I tell you guys this, too? Yeah. Like there are some times at the end of a day on a Sunday when it's all I can do to stand up. Like, I know it Aww. seems it seems a little dramatic, right? <laughs> but, like, there are some Sundays when the sermon is over and I sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Right. Like, uh-huh. I am emotionally and, and yeah. physically, too, which is weird. I think it's just the adrenaline or whatever. Yeah. But Well, right. I mean, you're... I'm, a, I'm curious how many steps you're putting in up here. We on should this we should stage. plug that in. Right? Yeah, because like but, you are back and forth. You're but drinking are, the coffee. You're, you're so doing a lot of do like it, doing yelling. The, the curls with the coffee, and I do get loud. I don't mean to, but it happens. <laughs> but my point is this: there are some Sundays where at the end of I'm exhausted. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then now I think about okay, so here's what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to take a 20 minute break. 30 right. minute break yeah. and then we're going to do it again. Yeah. And so yeah. there's, there's going to be a transition period sure. for me just because I'm not used to that. So yeah. when it comes to, to things, I'm a little bit nervous about maybe nervous is too strong, but I have thought a couple of oh, times yeah. like, okay, yeah. I need to figure out what I'm doing in the in-between time to get refreshed mm-hmm. yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I this is going to be tricky for me too, because I don't want people to feel like, you know, I'm being antisocial, right? Like, you know, like, oh, well, right. you know, Matt's not doing a good job of being out with, right. You know, the, but the if church you members, need to draw away into some solitude, there is going to be that moment where yeah. I need to I need to step away into my office and mm-hmm. I need to just I need to spend a little bit of time with God, just me yep. and him, and I, yeah. I need to get refreshed. And 
Um, and so that's yeah. a transition that I can't prepare for mm -hmm. necessarily yeah. because, well, I mean, I've just never done it before and I don't know mm -hmm. what it'll be like and I just have to experience it. So right. mm -hmm. um, that's, a, that's a good that's point. Good. I didn't yeah. even really think so, about that. So that, well, that, and that yeah, sure. why would so, you, right? That's yeah. Because it's different than, and maybe some of the praise I feel like I feel, should. I feel like I should be anticipating these things for um, you. Uh, well, I appreciate that. But <laughs> I think some of the praise team might, might have a, a couple of those experiences yeah. too, to a degree. Yeah. And so I think it's just, we're going to have to do a, a good job with, with, giving each other permission right. mm -hmm. for those of us that are actively involved in both services, giving each other permission mm -hmm. to do what we need to do in the between time. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and I think it'll look different for everybody. Um, and, and that, yeah. I think that's just something we're going to have to get good at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now that's, that's an excellent point. Uh, Shauna, yep. do you have any advice for anyone who maybe is still, just not feeling real jazzed up about two services. Um, I think I kind of touched on it earlier. Um, that, you know, we like what we like. We like to be comfortable. <laughs> we don't always like change. We're not always great about that. Um, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm right there. I understand. Um, absolutely. Um, but I think if we stay focused on Jesus and, you know, don't, don't get caught up in all of that, Mm -hmm. um and you know just pray like pray mm -hmm. that god if i mean mm -hmm. if you're not if you're not feeling it pray that god helps you realize that it's it's not about you it's not about right. any of us you know right. and i think i mean as the staff especially matt and david i mean their workload is doubling here um yeah. our praise team is i mean they're they're doing two services so you know i understand that it might be uncomfortable but there's also people who are just totally focused on christ and they're willing to do whatever it takes and and just pray that, you know, if you're not feeling that, that, that you, you get that feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a really good, I mean, I mean that's, that's part of pray, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like if I, if I'm not sure I get it, I'm not sure I understand right. it. I don't like it. You know what? Mm -hmm. I can, I can mm -hmm. get upset about right. that or I can pray about it. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and part of praying about it is saying, okay, God, let me agree with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. I, I think you, know, you talk about advice that you might give. Listen. I'm not suggesting that everybody should be jazzed and pumped and excited. Do you um, like that? Is that your jazzed. word, jazzed? Yeah. I don't know that everybody. <laughs> hey, Vince. I wanted um, to. I wanted to jazzed. get rid of super excited. For yeah. Just a little bit. Hey, Vince, if you're listening um, to this podcast, which we know you are, because your heart is still here at Blessed Hope Community Church, um, <laughs> then I want you to know that Malia is very snappy today. She is snappy. <laughs> she yes. is snappily dressed. Anyway, I, on, um, <laughs> I think um, you know. I think. It, <laughs> My train of thought kind of went weird, <laughs> um, but we pray about it. And, and when we pray, we're, we're asking God, hey, align my vision with yours. Yeah. And, and I think mm -hmm. it's, it, that's so important in prayer because no matter where you land on this and how excited you are, yeah. listen, the elders who we've asked to lead the church, we've said, listen, you are men after God's own heart. You are, you are, we're going to put you purposely, intentionally in the position of seeking God's face for the future and vision of the church. Mm -hmm. And they are 100% on board and excited about this transition to two services. And so that is where God is leading. There is no doubt in any of our minds that that's where God is leading. So if I'm not feeling excited and I go to prayer, right, I'm not praying um, that, you know, we won't do this. And I'm not mm -hmm. praying that, that you know, uh, I'll feel okay about it or this or that. What I'm praying for, if I'm really being honest in prayer, saying, God, give me your heart mm. yeah. for this. 
give me your vision for this, because mm-hmm. this is very clearly God's heart for Blessed Hope Community Church. There's mm-hmm. no doubt in our minds this is God's heart. And so as we are in prayer saying, God, change me so that yeah. I can have your heart. And that right. should be our prayer all the time, right? Yeah, Not yeah. my will, God, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. Give me your heart for this so that I can be as excited as I should be, yeah. as everybody else is. And, and so I think that's that's helpful. And, and an, another piece of advice I'd give is go back and listen to Bethany's yeah. podcast mm-hmm. or, or Bethany's video. His testimony mm-hmm. video because that was great yeah. and I love I love her her honesty in that oh my gosh I know you know just just her openness to say you know yeah. what I was excited to get asked to be on this team because I wanted to know if there was a reason not to right mm-hmm. because right. I'm, I wasn't thrilled and I love wow. what God did right and, yeah. and I think that's what happens when mm-hmm. we honestly say okay mm-hmm. God give me your vision yeah. I think that's not just us talking theoretically Bethany is a prime example mm-hmm. of what happens when we say, okay, God, I, I know what my preference is, right? but I want to know what you want, yeah. and I want your vision, and yeah. I want your will, so show me, and that yeah. happened, and then all of a sudden, she is now a champion for, yeah. Right, yeah. rather than a, I'm not sure about. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of reminds me of our conversation that we had at our last podcast when we were talking about worship, and um, how some, there are some Sundays where you have so much crap going on in the morning uh, where you maybe just aren't into it. You know, I definitely have those Sundays where, like, maybe it's not songs that I like or, um, you know, I've had a bad morning and I'm just, you know, trying to get through or whatever. Um, sometimes those are the times when we need to really, really lean in and do things like throwing my hand up in the air when I don't want to and I don't feel like it because, man, I tell you, those are the times when God's just like, well, look, <laughs> listen here. Um, and, and those are, those are some of my favorite worship times because there's something about that surrender and, uh, that's just beautiful and, and God uses that and changes our hearts. And so I think that's the case with this too. So, you know, even if you're not super excited, you still throw that hand up in worship and you, um, are all in with the church and, and God's going to do pretty cool things. Yeah. I I mean, it it gets summed up, right? We say it all the time. I think Mm -hmm. I I worry sometimes that we say it too often because people will think it's just some trite thing that we say, Mm -hmm. but, but it's not. Listen, hell is real. Yeah. People are going there and God has intervened in their lives. And that intervention is the church. Mm -hmm. And so we've got work to do. I think you need to start using Joby Martin's tagline there. Uh, Hell is hot and forever is a long time. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll change it up. That's my favorite. <laughs> um, so, again, what are the details of two services, Matt Hans? Hey, August 25th uh, is when we start. We really wanted it to be up and running smoothly by um, September 8th, which is the Sunday after Labor Day. And the reason for that is because we are launching our mental health series. It's our attractional series. We'll be inviting um, the whole community to join us for that. God has a lot of things to say about mental health. So um, and mental Is illness. that weird to be so excited about it, it's a not, mental you health know what? Because, I am. Because here's the right. thing. It, it matters in our community yeah. and, it, and the church doesn't talk about it enough. Yeah. So I think we're excited about the fact that the church won't be silent on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to, we're going to have that and, and we're going to be inviting everybody that doesn't have a church home to come and join us for that series. And so we we are wanting our two services to be up and running smoothly. So Mm -hmm. we'll have a couple of weeks of what we would call a soft open um, Mm -hmm. to get good at it. 
So the 25th of August, uh, first service, 830. Mm -hmm. uh, the second service will start at 1015. Yep. Uh, we will work hard. They look, they'll look identical. They will be identical. Same, same praise team, same pastor, same message. Uh, they will be basically two services that are as close as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. um, with a half hour. With a half hour in, in, in coming to the second service. Yeah. To know what time. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, each service is going to be, um, an hour and 15 minutes on the dot. And we've done yeah. pretty good at that this summer. Yeah. Pastor David and I continue to work on getting that locked in. <laughs> um, but more often than not, we're getting it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so an hour and 15 minutes. So there's 30 minutes of time for people to mingle, uh, first service people mingle with second service people a little yeah. bit mm -hmm. time for, you know, people to go and come and, and, and get everything set up and ready for the next service. And so, um, 25th of August, 8.30, 10.15, they'll be identical services, um, and um, there are still our Save the Date magnets and Frequently Asked Questions pages out at the at, at the resource table, so people should grab what they need, yes. um, ask whatever yeah. questions yes. they want to ask, yeah. um, but, but ultimately, again, we are just so excited. This is just a month away now, so it'll be here um, in no time. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening. Blessings.